Hey everybody, Kevin here. Before we jump into today's episode, I actually want to tell you about a free gift that we have for you. When this podcast first launched, we had something we called the launch loop or the launch sequence. And it's, it's, a, it's an innovation process that we have derived from design thinking and some really fantastic thinkers out in at Stanford and IDEO. Um, but this, we wanted to think about how we could help launchers more successfully get their ideas off the ground. What if there was a way we could more consistently see success with our ideas? And so what we did was kind of put some of that that thinking together and simplify it a bit to make it accessible for anyone starting a new project. And we put it together in a a free ebook called The Launch Loop, five steps guaranteed to get your ideas off of the ground. And it's a free book you can get right now. Each of us on the Launch University team had an opportunity to contribute. And then we actually went a little step deeper by curating a bunch of free resources, books, podcast, blog post um, that you could go see and enjoy to dig deeper into this concept after we present it to you so you can be more successful in 2018 with getting your ideas off the ground. So if you want that ebook, really simple, if you text the word launchpad, all one word, launchpad, to 345-345, you can get that ebook delivered right to you right now. Now, if you're driving and as you listen to this podcast, please wait until you get to your destination. Your life matters more to us than the ebook. But when you get somewhere or if you're at the gym or if you're working out, you know, if you're gym working out or if you're mowing the lawn, feel free to pause for a second. Just text launchpad to 345-345 and get that free ebook. We hope you enjoy the ebook and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Launch University podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Well, welcome to the Launch University podcast. This is Kevin Jennings, and I am here today with the other mentor on the team, Jeff Henderson. That's a nice way of saying the other old guy. I said the mentor. Other... <laughs> You're the young man. You're the young buck. I love it. So, uh, But it's great to be with you, Kev. Hey, great being with you as well. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, so, so wherever you are right now, we hope- Or if you... it will air. We'll see if it's any good. <laughs> but we do know that it's 2018. And so we hope that your new year is getting it all started, started off the right way. And we want to take a couple moments just to talk about something we feel is really, really important for any launcher who's listening to this podcast and has an idea or a project you're working on this year or some new initiatives you're going to be communicating to your leaders as you're getting this year going. And that's communication. At the end of the day, when, when we all are going to have an idea, we want to develop, the first thing we're going to do is talk about it to someone else and how we do that has the ability to stall the idea out of the, but really before it even gets started. Right. Um, and, and so what Jeff, obviously for those who don't know, Jeff, um, in addition to his work with Launch University, he's the lead pastor at Gwinnett Church. He's also a coach uh, for those who are develop, who are communicators who want to refine how they communicate and do present presentations. And so who better for this conversation than Jeff himself? And I think that you're already going to be blown away by, by some, one of the basic, most basic idea he has to share with you. So I'm, I'm not going to take it all away, but <laughs> but I do want to start with one thing with you, Jeff, and that is why is it that launchers struggle with communication? Well, I think one of the main reasons, Kevin, is we've never been taught how to. We just have assumed that we know how to do this and uh, the idea sells itself. And so as a result of that, I think when I deal with and, and work with clients and, and launchers and entrepreneurs and they show me their idea and then I say, well, tell me how you're going to communicate it. They show me a slide deck of like 82 slides. 
Mm. And it's what they're trying to do is try to convince, I've got all this information, so the more information I have, the better I'm going to be able to communicate. And it's just actually, ironically, it's the complete opposite of that. The, the better the idea is, the less you have to say. It just It's those mm. aha moments where people go, oh, I instantly get it. That's why we talk about elevator pitch. Can you get on a you know, ground floor and go up a few floors, and can you share your idea within that time span? If you can't, you're not ready yet. Hmm. Well, I, well, well, that's already convicting because I, I actually spent some time um, over the holidays with a good buddy of ours, uh, George Campbell, and he was helping me actually develop my. my hey, George. And uh, he was doing an elevator pitch for me, like me, the person. Cause wow. Because I, because I, I felt like there, I was starting to struggle to communicate because I ran into this um, right into last year. I had a check-in with a good friend out in Texas and a check-in with my uncle who's kind of like one of my mentors in, in, in New York and I had a check-in and each person said, I'm not sure I understand what you do anymore. Hmm. And for me, I know it's flowing from the same heart, the same vision, the same passion and I was like, I have to figure out a way to connect these ideas because in, as long as that continues to happen and I was losing people and I'm a marketer, I get paid to help people clarify their own messages but I was struggling to see it with my, with my own eyes. Well, the other thing I think that reveals is that it's just, it's just hard. This mm-hmm. isn't, just because you're bumping into something that's difficult doesn't mean that you're wrong or the idea is wrong, but packaging the idea in words that clarify and compel, it's not an easy, sometimes it is, but more often than not, it's, it's very hard. If For preachers that are, that are listening to this, they know this, that sometimes you feel like there's a sermon that just drops out of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's usually rare, though. Sometimes it's really, you have to mine and mine and dig and dig. And so this process of the idea, having the idea is one thing. Communicating the idea is what really makes all the difference. And many times, launchers go into the world having spent a far more amount of time developing the idea than they have developing the communication of that idea. And you got to do both. Well, I'm guilty. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that completely. I, I think that, um, you know, one thing you've done really great with, with Launch University and really helping, I know, helping me a lot is, is watching you go through that process of, of thinking about how you're going to communicate this idea. What are you going to you know? Hey guys, let's turning good intentions, turning good intentions into, into reality and sustaining it. And I mean, you, I mean, you put that that verbiage on it so early into our process that it's really been helpful for me to say, okay, this is Jeff along every step along the way. Jeff's thinking about how we can communicate this well. I would love to ask you: Is that something you just learned over time? Saying, hey, I want to make sure along the way, I'm just refining how I explain this because I've had to do it so many times or, or do you actually have some kind of mental checkpoints of saying, okay, all right, the idea is solidified. Now it's time to think through the, the phrase for communicating it. It's very similar to launching. I, I, I launched some things without knowing what the launch loop was that we have on Launch University now. And now that I have the launch loop, it's just, it's a, it's helpful for me to go, okay, I'm at this stage of the launch loop. That's the reason we've launched Elevator Pitch is because I think some people are more naturally wired for this than others. And they'll, they'll when they see Elevator Pitch, they'll probably know, oh, intuitively, I was already doing this. I just didn't know the process or the system. So early on, I mean, as a preacher's kid, I saw my dad preach messages. So I was kind of, I kind of grew up in this world and I was fascinated that someone could say words and someone else could listen and it could change their life. Mm. I just thought, 
wow, that's I've never gotten over that. And not just in a church setting, but in a, certainly a business setting as well or a nonprofit setting. So I studied other communicators and then I started to figure out a way to go, there's, there's got to be a process or a pattern here. Not that we have to put people as robots, but there may be some similar patterns that, I have, that, that, that people or communicators are using, launchers are using, pastors are using, that we could point to and put it through a process, not to handcuff people, but to actually encourage them. Because if you're, when you're sitting down with a blank legal page and you're trying to come up with words, it's just helpful to go, where do I start? Am I midway through? And how do I know where I'm at the end? At least, and it's not always that linear, you know, I don't, you, you don't want, again, we don't want to handcuff people. But for me, I've discovered that at least if I know I'm not losing, but I'm winning, then, then that's a win. For example, uh, the, the, the War of Art, mm-hmm. Stephen Pressfield writes, if you put amount of time in and the let's say the work is bad you actually win just because you did the work hmm, wow. well, for me that was that was so freeing to go oh you mean I have the permission to write bad or to write bad phrases or to write bad copy or to write a bad sermon absolutely as long as you keep working wow. so you win by just doing the work so so I, I have one follow up and that is so how how do we as launchers know when we are communicating effectively versus ineffectively. I mean, I mean, obviously we could say, because I would imagine that if, if you are a launcher and you're out there selling a product or an idea or even a service um, or even a project you're trying to raise money for, the person managing the idea and still say no. So I, so I don't know if the not getting your desired outcome means you did a bad job communicating it. They may have said, now I understand the idea and I'm not interested in that idea. Thank you for the time. So I would, I would, so what is the metric we can use to know if we're doing a good job explaining it? That, this is the, the dangerous part, and that is you have to get feedback. And the reason I say it's dangerous is you may get some feedback that will hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always want to go before a friend, a trusted person, a trusted group of people that's, that I'll say, I'm going to walk you through this presentation, and I want you to give me honest feedback. And... That's you're inviting sometimes criticism, sometimes encouragement. Sometimes I'll go, this is awesome. But I would rather bomb in front of one people or four people mm-hmm. than a hundred or four hundred people. Yeah. So a lot of times launchers, the first time they ever say the words of their ideas out loud is in front of capital venture capitalist or possible investors and the words are coming out for the very first time. Never and this is what I tell pastors, never let the first time you say your sermon be out loud on a Sunday morning. Hmm. And uh, now preachers have to preach on a more consistent basis. So I actually believe in actually going through a complete rehearsal of your presentation. And I always get pushed back. It's so awkward. I want to do that. It's weird. Absolutely. It's weird. But I'd much rather do that than get in front of people and say my words out loud for the first time and then bomb in front of them. So getting feedback before you actually go get your give your pitch is a game changer. And if you want extra credit, what you should do is to film yourself on your phone and watch yourself give your pitch. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, first of all, that sounds creepy and uncomfortable for sure, right? <laughs> but the reality of it is, I, I can I can attest that I can tell you've done this. So so for those who are listening, so we've talked about this new product we've developed called Elevator Pitch, minimum words, maximum results. We want to help you say as few words you can to get the outcomes you want with your idea and get and get momentum. 
but one thing I noticed, even by watching the film as we've been going through edits together, um, is your body language was awesome. I was like, man, Jeff is using his body so, so fluidly, you know, and it wasn't overstated. It's not not dramatic in any way. But I was like, man, I feel like that's the Jeff who I know. I was like, that's, that's my friend on camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's so, that's so cool to see how you're using your body language to still be warm and inviting the way you would in person where I know I didn't do as good of a job at that. The product's still awesome, by the way. But, <laughs> but, I, but I do, you know, I'm saying like, that's, that's me knowing that that's something I need to work on as a communicator of my ideas is to film myself and really observe my body language. Oftentimes my face might look a little too you know, stern or my eyebrows might be a little furrowed and, and you know, things I just wouldn't know because um, I can't see myself when I'm communicating with you. So I, and I think recording myself would definitely solve that problem. Right. So one of the best communicators I know of is, is Andy Stanley. And when you communicate in our world at North Point Ministries, if you want to get Andy's feedback, one of the first things he'll ask you is, have you watched it and have you listened to it? I want you to do that first. And that's so helpful because we would rather get someone else's feedback than me than actually watch ourselves because we'll think things like, I don't look good. I need to lose some weight. I need to <laughs> I talk too fast or slow or my accent or whatever. Hey, that's all part of it, you know? And again, it's not perfection, it's progress. And one of the things we would love to encourage launchers is you don't have to have a perfect presentation. You just need to make your next presentation your best presentation and then move on to the next one. And I do believe in the Malcolm Gladwell theory that you need 10,000 hours to be efficient and proficient at something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he just came up with that, but whether it's 10,000 hours or not, you need more reps and you can get reps in a room by yourself and watching it on your phone. It's really, really important. And I wouldn't negate that. And I talk to a lot of launchers that do and say, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to go in front of people for the first time and say these words out loud, go for it. I think it's a mistake. You know, uh, before we were recording, we, we talked about um, the podcast, How I Built This, and their first episode with uh, Sarah Blakely from Spanx. And she was sharing her story about how when she had the idea to, to kind of have the, the footless hosiery and and how she had to um, first, con- you know, convince, uh, uh, talk to lawyers for, for, about patents, and then convince her mom to do a sketch, and then she had to, she had to talk to a convincing manufacturer in North Carolina. Then she had to, to convince Neiman Marcus. Then she had to convince QVC. Then she had to convince customers inside Neiman Marcus because she would go to the different Neiman Marcus locations that, that kind of piloted the uh, product and spent you know eight hours a day there in each of the seven cities. And and I, and in my head, I'm thinking. That is a lot of times to to have to present the idea before really the customer bought it. I mean, just off Neiman Marcus manufacturer, mom, patent lawyer, trademark, you know, that's six or seven people who you're actually going to probably pay money to before you can get in front of a customer. And I thought to myself, I said, man, as she was describing how she's communicating her idea, I was like, this is intimidating to me. And I'm working with people who, you know, this is what we do for a living. We kind of help people communicate their ideas and help people launch their projects. And so it made me think about something you talked about really in the product elevator pitch. And that's about how this idea of a a phrase that pays and how it helps your ideas spread. Would you mind kind of just sharing a little bit about that? Sure. And I I will say about Sarah, we talked about this as well, where she's, I think, pitching to somebody at Neiman Marcus. Mm -hmm. And she could tell the pitch wasn't going well. Well, that's a that's an important thing for anyone to know, that if you can feel like, you know what, this isn't going well, uh, I need to shift and do something. 
And a little backstory in terms of the best speech I think of the last century was I have a dream. Dr. King actually changed halfway through his talk. Wow. Because he didn't feel like it was going that well. Wow. And then Mahalia Jackson behind him said, tell him about your dream, Martin. And so the whole talk changed. And he went to a talk that he had done previously. Wow. So a little backstory to I have a dream. So there, there's Sarah Blakely in front of Neiman Marcus, and she realizes the thing isn't going well. Well, part of the reason she knew it wasn't going well is that she's done this talk before. She's done this presentation before. So yeah. the more you give your presentation, the more you can feel it out. And then she's, she stops in the middle of it, and we were laughing about this, and she said, can we go to the bathroom together? <laughs> and so she was like, can I go show you what? I actually have these things on. So I thought that was a really, really important, important moment that she actually knew that the presentation wasn't going well and shifted it. Um, to your question, Kev, the, the phrase that pays is really, really important. We see that in marketing. And so we teach that at Elevator Pitch, a process that people can use that, um, that, that they can actually develop their bottom line. And here's why this is important. When you're communicating with someone, you have to think about not addition, but you have to think of it in multiplication. You have to think about not the person in front of you. You have to think about the person five people beyond you. So you've got to give the person in front of you the idea and a phrase that pays so that when they see five people three days later... They say, hey, I came across this idea the other day, and then they're able to communicate the idea. And here's the game changer. You don't need to be able to communicate your idea, just you. You've got to be able to train people to communicate your idea as well. Mm. That's what makes ideas go viral. So you have to not only prepare a presentation for you to give, you actually have to prepare a presentation for everyone else to give. When you do that, it will spread. Everybody listening right now, I'm sure you feel the way I feel right now, and, and I'm and I'm always as sincere as I can be on this podcast with you who are listening, and that's just really convicting because I can honestly say that I don't think about that. I have a phone call with uh, with one of my uncles today, and and I'm I'm going to talk to them about what I'm working on, and I you know I respect this my uncle very greatly, and and I want his support. I want him to figure out ways he can help me about the things we're doing together, the things I'm working on outside of Launch University. And I've never thought about, can I give him what he needs to talk about this when I'm not around? Because he's going to have to do that to help me. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to bring it up to someone he knows and say, let me tell you what my nephew's working on. You might, you might want to connect with him about it. And I have to arm them with, with, with language that makes presenting my idea on my behalf easy. And I can honestly, I've never done that. Well, here's when you do that with your uncle, here's what you need to do. And this is for the launchers as well. If, if you're comfortable enough, you know this person fairly well to go, hey, I want to tell you my idea, and then I'd like to get your feedback on the idea. And then if you could do this for me, it would be huge. Could you pretend that you're trying to pitch me on the idea, and could you tell me my idea based on what I just shared with you? And Ooh, just see what they say. And if, so they look, if they look at you with blank stares and go, I, I, I can't communicate this, that's gold. It's bad gold in the sense that you got, <laughs> you got more work to do. But if after your presentation, they're able to go, oh, yeah, now I can tell you exactly. Elevator pitch, minimum words, maximum results. And you're on an elevator on the ground floor to go to the 10th floor and you communicate your idea with a phrase that pays. If they can say that, then your idea has some legs. So I would not only get feedback on the idea, I would ask them to repeat back to you what they think your idea is. 
you know what's, what's funny about that is when I'm working with a business with Jump 32 and we're talking about messaging for their company, I almost always say, if you're trying to figure out how to talk about your business in an email or on social media or in an advertisement, tell me who the give me the person in the company who talks to prospects most often. Because they're going to have to talk about this so often. That's good. And they're going to watch body language so often that they're going to know exactly the words they use. I said, so matter of fact, I want to know the exact phrases that they use on the telephone when they're describing your company. Because if that's working on the telephone verbally, I want that in the email. Don't, don't, I don't need to put any jargon that makes you feel special in there. Give me exactly what your most successful sales rep is saying, and I'll inject their comments into emails and into messaging on the website so we can make sure we use the same language. Yeah, and this is where I think launchers can get better thinking of themselves, not just as launchers, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. They need to think of themselves as communication trainers. Wow. They, if they, because what they want to, what we want to do is, coach and communicate everyone and train them on what this idea is and how they can communicate it to the world. If you can do that and have that mind shift, it's really a game changer in helping your ideas go viral. Wow. Well, I want to make sure I restate what you said earlier, because you said uh, when it comes to great communication, it's not addition, it's multiplication. Right. Man, that's good. Well, well, first of all, if, if people beyond elevator pitch, we'll talk about that more in a second. But what might a launcher do if they're listening to this podcast to just get started where they are right now, just in the, the one quick step to start refining how they communicate? I mean, you, you gave a couple of ideas about you know, filming and recording and, um, you, and, and pressing it out loud. You mentioned the idea of getting feedback. What may be the, the best first step? I would think of filming yourself okay. and, and watching it. Just putting your phone up and you can sit down and just go for it and, and watch it. And then here's the cool thing. If this makes you uncomfortable, just hit delete. That's fine. But I guarantee you, if you do this, what you're going to find, you're going to find the dead spots in your presentation. It's like a basketball. Basketball players understand this. You know, you could you dribble and then you find a dead spot in the basketball court. You can't find a dead spot in your presentation just by looking at the notes. You can't do it. You have to say it out loud. And and then if you watch it, you're going to be both encouraged and horrified might be a little bit of a strong word. <laughs> uh, you're just going to be surprised, but you got to do it because again, um, you're going to, people are going to see this on the other side of you. So I would say if, if you were you were to ask Kevin, what's the one thing I would ask launchers to do is to record themselves giving their pitch and watching it. All right. Well, hey, we want to actually issue a challenge. Uh, if you listen to, to this podcast, we'd love for you to, if you're willing to do that, we love for you to, to film yourself doing your pitch and send it to us. Now, are we going to guarantee that we're going to give you this nice, gigantic, lengthy piece of feedback? Maybe, maybe not. We can't, we can't promise that. But what we can do is you can have the opportunity to say you can show someone who may not matter as much, right? On the other, there's no customer. There's no investor. There's no donor on the other end of that. We just want to celebrate you for doing it. Yep. So, so that's more importantly, right? So it's more about the idea of saying, hey, I did it. Here's what I learned. If you want to include a link to it, that's fine. That's no pressure. But if you go to launchuniversity.com, so that's launchyou with the university.com, or just launchyou.net, you.net, we have a contact form. And we'd like, actually love to hear that you did it. Um, you can go on social media. You can tag us, share it, whatever makes you feel comfortable. We actually really care about this being a community where you feel like there are people on the other end who care about you moving forward with your idea. Um, in addition, we actually do have a product called Elevator Pitch about helping you use minimum words to get 
get maximum results. And we walk through the three elements of a great elevator pitch. We walk you through how to refine each area. And I'll be candid. I mean, it takes you about three hours worth of work, not the content being three hours, but three hours collectively with the content itself, minimum, really to get to that process. And I can attest to just doing one for myself. It took about a three hour dinner. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I bought George a lot of food that night um, to, to, to have that time just to kind of work through it. And once again, I'm talking about myself. And it took that much effort. And I, I've known myself for at least 32 years. And, and so with that being said, I, I think that we want to encourage you. So if you go to myelevatorpitch.net, that's myelevatorpitch.net, we'd love to help help you with that. That's it. If you go to myelevatorpitch.net, you can get a free personal brand assessment because there's not just a story tone with your words, right? If I think 80% of communication is body language or, or, or nonverbal, I think. And so... Yeah, and the challenge is we're trying to get people to believe in our idea while at the same time, people are wondering if they can believe in us. And that's, wow. that's why you have to understand your personal brand assessment. And David Farmer has worked on this, and we've worked on this as a team, but Dave's the expert at this. And so a free personal brand assessment is a part of this. And then I would just also say, Kevin, we would love, to your point earlier, we'd love to see your pitch, and we'll retweet it out and send it to the world if you want us to. And we will look at some of them, um, if not all of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we know firsthand. I mean, we're, you all have been watching us. Launch Launch University uh, for the past eighteen months, and so we we appreciate the ability to do this with you and ref- and really put our own skills to the test in many ways and refine our own abilities, refine how we communicate uh, as we go through this process. But we want to make sure this year's a different year for you, where you gain traction with your idea, and we know that that starts with communicating your idea to someone else, so they can communicate it to someone else when you're not there. So Jeff, thank you for your time, my friend. Great to see you, Kev. Absolutely. Well, hey. As we always ask you to do, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, tune in wherever you enjoy your podcast. Um, I've been listening through Overcast lately. I just love that app so much. It's so helpful. Um, also, we'd love for you to leave a rating and review of the show. Tell us how we can improve, what topics you'd like to hear us cover. Um, we know what's pressing in our lives as launchers, so we try to bring that to you, but we would love to hear questions from you so we can be responsive to that. So leave a rating review on iTunes, preferably five stars if it's the truth. <laughs> if it's one star, you know what? What'd your mom tell you? If you have nothing positive to say, you just don't say it. You know, you kind of move on to something else. Um, and as always, um, we would love to have you share with a friend. So um, you can check out our show notes on launchuniversity.com as well. So if you've been driving or working out, we have a summary will include links to the podcast episode we talked about on how I, how I built this as well as all the different free offers we mentioned as well. Um, thank you again for tuning in and we will see you next time on the Launch University Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.